Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all doing great this week. I am going to talk today about restriction with food. And I did not like the title that I came up with, but um, so the title is How to Use Restriction with Food in a Way That Won't Backfire into Overeating, Binging, or Feeling Like You've Restricted. And it's just really wordy. But honestly, I could not come up with a way to sort of um, put it into fewer words. And so that's it. We're left with this very long detailed title, but it does speak to exactly what I want to talk about today. So in, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know, or if you're a client of mine, you know, I talk a lot about restricting food and how it will most often lead to overeating even more can lead to binging behaviors and sets most people up for that diet mentality that we ultimately want to change to find freedom with food and um, our eating behaviors. You don't want all that diet mentality and rules around your food and eating behavior because that, that is really what makes us feel like we don't have freedom around food and, and um, keeps us sort of uptight around food and, and all those sorts of things. So we, We ultimately want that diet mentality to be gone and restriction really sets us up for that diet mentality. So I'm going to talk today about how restricting food can be done in a way that will not um, backfire or create some self-sabotage for ourselves of restricting, 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 and then overeating, binging, and gaining all the weight back plus some. Or even if you're not gaining weight in this cycle, so if you're in this cycle of restrict and overeat, restrict and binge, restrict and overeat, if you're in that cycle, may not even be that you're putting on weight, but it may be you have a goal of losing weight and this is what is keeping you from dropping any weight or dropping um, significant weight if you have significant weight to lose. So a lot of clients come to me with with the goal, well, a lot of my weight loss and um, health coaching clients come to me with the goal of losing weight and or getting healthier than they currently are. Many have um, what I would call disordered eating patterns and also overeating patterns or emotional eating patterns, stress eating patterns. So with this type of client, unless there is a medical issue where a certain diet is necessary, and we're going to get into that because I do believe that for some people, uh, obviously with medical issues or health issues, that there is a need to restrict certain foods and keep them out of the diet possibly for their entire life. So we are going to get into that. So, But for many, it's really important not to put restrictions on any food. So once we take away the diet mentality and I can teach my clients how to eat all the foods they want while losing weight, we are really there. We've arrived. So the most um, most often what happens, they have a past of gaining and then losing the same weight over and over. And they are often focused daily on what they get to eat or not eat. Like it really becomes this obsession with food. What can I eat? What can't I eat? Uh, 
you know, where their weight was at that morning will kind of make or break their day and their mood. I've been there as well. It's like that number on the scale for so long, depending on what it was, could either make me have like the most amazing day and I was, you know, just in the best mood or it would just really wreck my mood and I would be just so upset all day long. So, you know, really we want to get their thoughts on board with the idea that there's no restriction and that they can eat whatever they want to lose weight. And then when they start to really understand that works, they start to figure out what that lifestyle for the rest of their lives is going to look like. What is doable while living at the weight they want to be at. With other clients who come to me, they may have dietary restrictions due to health issues or allergies to to specific foods. With these clients, certain foods need to be restricted for health purposes. Other clients may come not with specific health issues, but as we sort of get to know each other and they're answering some assessments that I have them do, it really becomes apparent that it might be better for them to restrict some foods or amounts of food or timing of food to give them the best shot at losing weight. My point, my point is restricting foods is not all black and white. Restriction works sometimes for some individuals in particular situations. But here's, here's my problem. My problem is that the word restriction is such a negative one. It really conjures up feelings of um, deprivation and um, it's all—it's very negative. So it immediately sets off alarm bells in the brain. It, it's a huge stressor to our brain. When we're thinking thoughts about restriction, our brain is on high alert. It really sees it as danger because it's like, oh my goodness, now he or she is going to start starving me again, or we can't have that. And that's going to be so sad. So our brain hears the word restriction and immediately it will go into protection mode, which means it's going to send up urges to eat more and more of the thing or to eat more and more of something else to compensate for the restriction of a particular food or, or group of food or timing of food or amount of food. So because of this, I really like to use the word guidelines. So when our brain hears the word guidelines, it does not immediately react as strongly. I mean, say say the word restriction to yourself, and if you're really good at feeling feelings, you're gonna be able to feel how that feels in your body, the sensations, and they, for most people, especially people who have yo-yo dieted before and have used that word restriction a lot or thought the word a lot, um, you're going to feel those negative feelings there. You know, some people might even have their heart race a little bit. They get a little anxious. And, you know, these are the feelings we are trying to sort of find freedom from when we're working to lose to lose weight for good. Um, the word guidelines, if you say it to yourself, guidelines, there's just a lot less negative feelings and sensations that come along with that word for our brain. When our brain... Um, Here's it. It's just not going to be that, like I said, not that super strong reaction. And remember that the words we choose to use and say to ourselves directly or say to ourselves directly influence our brain and the feelings that it produces when that thought or word is said or heard. So how we choose our words around food in our relationship with food, the relationship with ourselves, how we choose our words 
is extremely important. The word choice itself becomes really important for compliance. So if I am looking for compliance with a client, I am not going to use the word you need to restrict such and such or you need to restrict this amount of food or you I am going to use the word guidelines. I am going to say things like so we're going to try a different guideline in place for this week and we're going to set up that guideline. So yes, I understand this is semantics, but I am telling you, your brain reacts in certain ways to certain words. And because we know this, this is where we can utilize these things to really help you stay in momentum and stay willing to stick to the eating plan that's going to help you get the weight off. We want to speak and choose words, not only speak them and choose them, but think them. So speak and think Chosen words that do not send up danger signals to our brain around food, our weight, um, all those sorts of, our bodies. So speaking in ways, choosing specific words that do not have that chemical cocktail package of all negative emotions attached to it, choosing a different word that has much more neutral chemical cocktail feelings attached to it, it really is important for finding a way of eating, finding food freedom, um, it really does matter. You do not want to restrict or implement guidelines for your eating or for your food from punishment or penance for our character flaw of no self-control. So we are really trying to take the black and white, the all or nothing belief systems away for, uh, about food and ourselves. At, like we're trying to get it out of our brain. So, or at least, well, this is a little bit more, it's in another episode, but we're actually not trying to push it out because we want to accept and allow all thoughts and feelings. And I'm going to go into detail in another episode about that. But the idea is we're trying to not choose black and white thinking, not choose black and white or all or nothing belief systems about food and ourselves. So our thought process is actually the issue, not the food itself. When you are well-nourished, and remember, well-nourished is a very different from being well-fed. They are completely different. Just think about that for a second. Well-nourished, very different than well-fed. So when you are well-nourished, you will not have food on your brain all day long. You will stop thinking about food so much. You will eat less without feeling deprived. It, it happens almost automatically without trying. When you are undernourished, and you can be undernourished and overfed, which um, you know is a lot of our society society today. Undernourished and overfed happens a lot. Your body and brain are programmed to put food on your mind all the time because it feels lack. It feels starved, even if you are stuffed full of food. So. You know, if you've ever had this experience where you are so full, I mean, you can, you don't want to walk, like, you know, pants are unbuckled, you are so full, but you still have more urges to eat and you still are thinking about food and you still want more. And you often, I've done this, you're so stuffed and you eat even more food. It is so uncomfortable and painful, but you do it anyway. That food obsession is a sign and, and eating when you are stuffed full of being undernourished. So just something to think about as we kind of go into detail more about this. So restriction is different than self-moderation 
or setting guidelines around food. You can have unconditional access to eat without going out of control. If I believe I can have anything I want, then I find I do not have as many urges to eat all the things all the time. At the same time, if I believe I can eat anything I want and I don't have any guidelines in place, if I haven't done the thought work around this, I may end up eating all the things over and over and gaining weight. So just understanding that you know, you really have to start shifting that restriction diet mentality. Some guidelines that I put in, just to give examples, some guidelines I put in place um, for my clients at times and for myself at times are things like five days of no drinking or only drinking one day a week or no dessert after dinner and um, for maybe a few days or trying that for a week and seeing what feelings come up and working through some of that. Uh, Sometimes it's things like, you know, I'll lower carbs for certain clients or maybe cut out a food that seems to trigger overeating. And usually this is foods like cookies, pastries, chips, ice cream, alcohol, foods that are highly palatable. So these guideline experiments um, give us some feedback, give me some feedback, give the client feedback on foods, how they make us feel, how they affect our sleep, our moods, our relationships. So, you know, semantics would say that this is restriction. And on that level, that's true. I mean, if we're looking at the definition of restriction, but again, I will choose the word guidelines or temporary guidelines to describe these interventions. And again, the word choice becomes very important when we're looking at how our brain responds to words and thoughts that we use. So with all that said, there is a way to approach the guidelines before they are put into place that works. And what I mean by works is that the client will be able to put the guidelines into place without it backfiring, without the brain sending up uncontrolled strong urges to overeat, without moving into the pattern of thinking about food all day without binging on day five because the urge is so strong to eat the thing you were you were not going to eat or overeating on all the other things because you're you're in that space of trying to not eat the thing trying to in this case it would be we'd use the word restrict so If you want to set up guidelines for yourself, there is a way to approach them first in order to make sure they work. If you set up your food or eating guidelines and before implementing them, do some thought work on this, you're going to find the guidelines work for long-term weight loss. It doesn't mean you will follow the guidelines forever, although for some with medical issues, This can be the case, but following them is not going to trigger emotional eating, overeating, binging, and gaining more weight. Excuse me. And this is even the case for people who do end up having to follow these guidelines for the rest of their life or someone who has to, um, someone, um, example would be someone with celiac disease who, you know, really has to cut out gluten for the rest of their lives. There is a way to implement that for the client by using some of this thought work first to where these individuals will not feel restricted, even though that is a category of food they have to cut out for the rest of their life. So here's the key. Guidelines have to come from a place of love, self-care, curiosity, hope, excitement, determination, 
a real loving place. So think about it. If you feel loving, hopeful, determined, curious before you start to do something, the energy behind that, and just stay with me here. Remember, feelings are energy. Those those little chemical cocktails that go along with each feeling you know, are those little bundles of energy that create the sensations within our bodies that propel us into behaviors. So if you implement food eating guidelines and have a sense of fear, um, so like something like, if I don't do this, I'm going to gain weight or a feeling of dread, like, oh, this is going to just suck so much and I can never have ice cream again, but I have to do it or I'll never get this weight off or from a feeling of shame. Uh, and this one is so common. Something like, oh my gosh, I ate so much yesterday. I can't believe I did that. I, so I can't eat anything today or I have to restrict to under 400 calories or something in that that mode then I guarantee you will eventually overeat or even binge. You also will not be able to carry on this type of restriction very long. So, um, you know, you want to, again, come from that place of these are guidelines. um, And that guideline, you know, my definition then is a guideline comes from hopeful, loving, determined feelings. And restriction comes from shame, hate, self-loathing, things like that. So ask yourself, are you restricting or are you implementing guidelines around food? Um, So I want you to think about this. If we were to kind of back up, so if you became an observer of someone who has implemented food restriction of, let's just say, of sugar, okay? So someone's gonna completely restrict sugar. And someone who has implemented a guideline of no sugar, for a while, their behavior from the outside is going to look exactly the same on the first day. Both uh, people are not eating sugar. But again, guidelines come from different feelings or different energy than restriction does. It's really nuanced, but it's so important and imperative for long-term weight loss and food freedom that guidelines are implemented and restriction is not. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode And then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. And as you know, if you have been listening to any of my previous episodes, to get those feelings, to conjure up the feelings you need to put guidelines in place and to let guidelines work, you have to really think the thoughts that cultivate them. So if if you're with me so far and you understand that to really put food guidelines in place for yourself and for them to actually work for your weight loss long term or because you're going to put them in place for health reasons, 
That And so there are foods you are never, ever going to be able to eat again without wo- overwhelming consequences. You really need the guidelines to come from feelings of love, self-care, determination, curiosity, and then to cultivate those feelings, you really need to think certain thoughts that create those feelings for you. So it's not just about restricting food that sets you up for gaining more weight. It is restrictive type thoughts, and this is called mental restriction. Restrictive thoughts around food in and of themselves, just the thoughts, can create the self-sabotage of overeating and regaining or not being able to lose the weight. So so it's not just about if you are, um, you might not be, behaviorally restricting, you might not actually be restricting the food, but you have just restrictive thoughts around food. And just the thoughts can cause overeating, emotional eating. So restrictive thoughts could be things like, I have, I, you know, was just diagnosed pre-diabetic and now I can't ever eat any of my favorite foods ever again. Or I can't believe I'm allergic to all these foods. This is the worst. I have nothing to eat. Or maybe um, something like, you know, I've lost all this weight, but I have more to lose. I'm already not eating very much. I'm going to have to starve myself to lose the rest of this weight. All that type of thinking, those sentences are what I call restrictive thinking. You've restricted your thinking around food so much that now your brain is sending out chemical cocktails of feelings, things like fear, um, depression, sad, frustrated, defeated feelings about food. So now you are primed to overeat, to numb from those feelings and to get out of the feelings just momentarily. So remember if you're behaviorally restricting food because you want to or because you have health issues, it's all about how you think about this behavior. So if if you are going to lose or gain weight. So you need to think about the restriction, the guidelines, in a different way in order for the guidelines to work without backfiring into self-sabotage. So thinking thoughts like, wow, I can eat all these things and give a list of the foods that you can actually eat. Don't even put attention or words to what you can't have. Or if you or your coach sets a guideline of, let's take a break from alcohol for six out of seven days. Or you and your coach set a guideline of, Let's take out all dairy for now to see how you feel and what weight comes off. Then you want to think thoughts like, I am doing this to feel amazing and healthy, or I'm willing to try this as I have a goal of losing weight and I'm figuring out what's best for me. Or um, maybe something like, I mean, if you can go this far, I am excited to try something to help me feel better and get healthy. So the idea is to have sentences planned out that you can practice to keep your feelings around the guidelines in a place of coming from and feeling love for self, excitement of getting healthier, curiosity, determination. If you can keep the thoughts in your mind that cultivate those feelings for you and that give you willingness to comply with the behaviors, with the guidelines, then you will not end up sabotaging yourself and regaining what you have lost as well as keeping yourself in the momentum to keep moving forward. It really, um, when people get good at this and practice this, 
it really is this moment of like, oh my goodness, this is so much easier than it's ever been before. It really is a, a practice you can put into place that can be so helpful for losing weight and keeping it off. So, you know, one of the things to think about is, can you even imagine a time when you actually don't want the ice cream or you actually don't even want the second glass of wine or, um, you know, you never have the peanut butter calling your name from the pantry. So really think about this. If you have obsessive food thoughts or when presented with certain foods, you just crave, desire, or, or, um, you know, want them more than anything. And even though you want to drop weight so much and you have a very strong goal set, you still can't say no. You still eat the thing. So imagine if you're presented with that food and you have the thought, I do really enjoy that food, but I really don't want it that much. I think I'll pass for now. And from that, you move on. Literally not thinking about the food again, not feeling deprived, not having the obsessive thoughts about the food after you've just turned it down. I am telling you this really is possible and I see it happen over and over. As you start to work on your restrictive mentality and change it through through on-purpose thinking with thoughts that you on purpose create that serve you and take you out of restriction mentality, even while you're following guidelines, you can find freedom in this and freedom within your food relationship and freedom uh, within the relationship with yourself is really an amazing place to be. Okay. I'm going to end it there. Um, If you found anything useful from this episode uh, if you would please take the time to subscribe to the podcast itself and maybe even give a five-star review, I'd really appreciate it. It really does help me keep the episodes coming out. I really just appreciate you listening and spending this uh, time and space with me. And I hope that you would consider making some small changes in your own life to get you closer to your own goals and dreams. Oh, and also, if you think you know someone who might benefit from this kind of information around um, thought work and food and body image and and uh, self-relationship building, would you please uh, just send it over, share it with a friend? I would really appreciate that as well. You can also head over to my social media for more free resources. You can find me on Instagram at Heinen Counseling and Coaching. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. Um, feel free to send up any questions you might have. I also have a recipes only page at Instagram, Peak Protein Recipes, just a space where all my high protein, low carb recipes are located um, just to make it easy to find. And if you keep listening right now, I'll get, um, well, you're going to get some more information on how my clients take a much deeper dive on these topics with me through online programs and through coaching. It's really where you get the actual uh, structured lessons, worksheets, journal prompts, support, and coaching behind all the information I'm putting out there to lose your weight for good, improve your health, and live the life you've been dreaming about in the body you've been dreaming about. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.